0: Hello and welcome to Unabashed Book Snobbery, the podcast where we gush about George R.R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire and investigate its ignoble adaptation, Game of Thrones. This is where being a book snob is a good thing.
1: Why do
2: critics give this show Texas to the empty writing gets any doubt so yet But please ignore that. Here's some nudity.
3: Things
1: Things are just
2: Thrones Game of Thrones sucks, Game of Thrones sucks, Game of Thrones
0: That theme song you just heard is the Book Snob sing along by the Metro Gnomes. My name is Kylie, and here with me are Julia hey and Michael. Hi. <laughs> and he is recording very late in his time yeah. from across the pond. way past bedtime. time. Hey, where is Caroline, you might be asking, if you have listened to any of our past episodes during this season. Well, she decided to poison her dog with chocolate, (laughs) so she has to go take care of it. But she might pop back on in the middle of this uh, podcast episode, so hopefully she will get that worked out. But who are we? Well, we write for TheFandamentals.com. For Fundamentally Sound Phantom Analysis, we also just got a new website theme. It looks really good. It It scrolls. It works on mobile. Mm -hmm. Check it out. Uh, Come follow along. And of course, one of the things we do right now, as you'll see in our trending pieces on the left hand side there, Mm. is talk about Game of Thrones. A lot.
1: (sighs) Just like yeah. everybody else in the world, when they want to tell you to write a will, for example.
0: <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there this, like, um I was searching Game of Thrones headlines, and there was one that was like, Daenerys won't make a will on Game of Thrones, and neither will most Americans. <laughs> Dude, does everything have to tie
1: back to this? Seriously. But, hey, you know what? I saw a bunch of, today, a bunch of, um like, the Knights King should join our Olympic javelin throwing team stuff. That was cool. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't. I well, what country would he represent? I don't think he'd be American. (laughs) Iceland. Okay, I can live with that. I'd, I'd, I'd support him. Um, You know what? You know what else I saw a lot of today? Critical pieces about Game of Thrones. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was a little weird. This is the episode. Episode six, Beyond the Wall. This episode. Is what broke it for everyone.
1: Not the one not, where Sansa got raped. Not the one where Sansa got raped. Not, not the one the, where... Not the one with the field nurse who time traveled in from, like, <laughs> Outlander.
0: Not the one where Stannis walked 20 feet after burning his air alive. Mm.
2: Oh, not the one where Alaria um, stabbed uh, uh, Duran to take revenge for Oprah and stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, that was a farce, clearly. Oh my god! Black comedy, yeah. Well, for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, we are reviewing this episode beyond the wall, and if you didn't watch it, <laughs> uh, we've got Shiro Shinobi here to recap it. So,
1: take it away, Shiro.
0: This week. On Game of Thrones, things have sure gotten tense up in Winter Hill ever since Arya signed up for the Westeros.org forums and learned to blame Sansa for literally everything ever. You see, when Arya was young, Ned once slow-clapped for her after she hit a bullseye on a target with an arrow, and that taught her how patriarchy is wrong, and women who so are useless. She therefore convinced Sansa about the letter she wrote to Raab while under duress during Season 1, and apparently it's so damning that it could cost Sansa the support of those Weathervane Northern Lords. Sansa mentions this to Littlefinger, and his solution is to encourage her to execute Arya with Brienne? Is, is, is that what happened? I I, I don't understand. <laughs> well, no point worrying about that, since Sansa orders Brienne to go to Cheryl's Landing in her stead once she gets an invitation to the yet-to-be-captured white viewing party. Then she decides to hunt down clues in Arya's room. Clues for what? I'm not sure, but... She stumbles upon her sister's bag of faces. Arya fesses up to her murderous ways, threatens to seal Sansa's face, and then gives her a dagger and leaves the room, sisterly bonding at its finest! Speaking of bonding down in Dragonstone, St. Tyrion laments to Deadpan how he's unable to control her, and how they need to ensure that the wheel that they're going to break stays broken. It might help if we had any idea what this actually meant, but fortunately Deadpan wants to get away from this conversation as much as we do, and she fucks off the second a postal service delivery gives her an excuse. That excuse, of course, comes from Beyond the Wall, where we are first treated to our dramatically satisfying gumbo ingredients stewing together. Did you know Jon and Beric both died? The Hound and Torment both like talking about penises. Jon and Jorah both know Jorah. Thoros and Jorah were both at Pike. Well, let's hear them walk and talk about this for a solid 20 minutes. Well, things sure change on the dime when they spot some whites walking in single file. They get into a scrap with them, but when John cops down the one white walker, rank leader, all but one white fall. That's convenient. They bag it, but oh no, it's Zombie Scream summoned the entire army of the dead. Johnny tells Gendry to make Lake Forest and run for Eastwatch so that he can send a raven to Deadpan to bail them out. Yes, Johnny, you totally have time for that. Good call. Well, Gendry does so, while the rest of the crew run aimlessly around, they end up traversing across ice that conveniently cracks to form a tiny moat around a rock, where they sit for anywhere from 12 hours to 12 days before the ice freezes over. It's just a plausible impossibility, folks, don't worry. Thoros dies, and then the Hound starts the battle by skipping a rock across the reformed ice. It takes about two minutes for the whites to close in, but Deadpan saves them at the buzzer with her dragons. But wait, what's that? It's the Night King, and he has a spear made of ice. He throws it and kills Viserion. Everyone else gets on Drogon's back, except Jon, who runs forward into an icy pool. Why? He's totally fine, though, because... Saves him at the buzzer. He gives him his horse but doesn't come along for reasons. Then Dead Pan and Johnny reunite on a boat heading south again for reasons, even though the entire army of the dead is about ten minutes from Eastwatch at this point. Oh, and now Viserion is an ice zombie. And that's what you missed on Beyond the Wall. I mean, that's
1: clearly much worse than any other episode. Come on.
2: <laughs> is it? I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't,
0: I don't get it. Like, it's, mm. it's bad. I'm not saying no, it's, it's good. No, it's definitely but, not good. Like newly bad. I just, I just mm. don't think so. God, mm. what do you, better late what do than that, right? What do we well, have to talk about we'll first? Do we have to lasts. talk about, do we have to talk about Sansa Arya first? Yeah. Is
1: there going to be a flashy battle next episode? Um, if there's no, no flashy battle, then maybe the key jingling won't happen, and then maybe this criticalness will last.
0: There, I mean, we'll talk about spoilers when we get there. There's going to be a flashy thing that happens, but I wouldn't call it a flashy battle.
2: It's a flashy thing, like Cheryl's office dress, or.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in the um, in the next week on, it shows like you know what, what's coming up, and Cheryl is wearing like a fucking vest that I would wear <laughs> to my office with like a turtleneck underneath. <laughs> It's it's her casual Friday outfit. She even it looked like she had her hands in her pockets. And uh someone actually reblogged it and said it looks like she's at the office and it was her birthday and everyone forgot, so she drove to the dollar store, bought herself a tiara, and is passive aggressively trying to remind everyone. <laughs> <laughs>
1: First of all, I've never felt so <laughs> cheryl in my life. That is totally something I would do.
0: <laughs> I'm honestly, I've never missed Cheryl so much in my life as I did this episode. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. the last Cherylless episode. I'm trying to. I mean, I remember Kill the Boy didn't have her in it, and that yeah, sucked. That was the Warm Milk so. episode, as we called it. Yes, it was by uh, by Brian Cogman. Mm. Okay, we we that's have to when we talk learned about, about the Dragon Glass. It is, gem. and then we got reminded of it two seasons later. Oh yeah, God. okay,
1: fine. Let's start with winter hell. Whatever. Uh, okay. So Arya's, I mean, like, not well.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, so I got an ask, uh-huh. and I thought that this would be an interesting way to kick it off, where it said, because I was basically saying, the only way this makes sense is now if she's actually the waif in disguise this whole time, and Arya died, like, after that parkour and the, their confrontation. But the ask said, basically, Arya's already, like, a psychopath in the books. Like, she's definitely headed down this dark road. This isn't what Ned wanted. Why would you say that this is out of character?
2: Uh, I mean, no, no, it's just, like, inconsistent, <laughs> I suppose. Because, I mean, she called all the phrase and then she seemed pretty normal when she met at and and, <laughs> um, like, when she was back at Winterfell. I don't know. It's just no. She wasn't no. But, like face, she has yeah.
1: like no. She has the asshole's mannerisms now. Like, she sparks, Yeah. No. This this is not a dumb honeypot. Like at all. <laughs> I mean oh, yeah. it is, I mean like like Maisie Williams has clearly been studying like whatever whatever that actor's name is the one who played at Neville in the White Queen. Um,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: Like, she's clearly studied her mannerisms and, like, has emulated them because that's what... Because she's no one went now, right, apparently? So I guess she has to act like the asshole? I think that's their logic?
0: I think Macy Williams is super out of her league at this point. Or the writing is that bad that she can't get anything out of it? But, I mean... We've seen some of these actors sort of rise and, and fall. Like, you know, I think at this point we've come to the conclusion Kid Harrington and Amelia Clark have a very limited range of what mm-hmm. they're able to do. And I'm starting to wonder if Maisie Williams is in that category too. Cause she, I know, Maisie Williams it. has had like a lot of success on other shows. I know that. Yeah,
2: like she was good in Doctor Who. And like, um, in Varma, I would have wouldn't yeah, have known it, that she was actually oh. like a really good actress unless I'd seen her other things. So that's
0: a good point. You know what it is—the more vengeance-filled they get, like the worse the acting becomes. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh god, or the more empowered they are, I should say. <sighs> well, yeah. okay, so let's
1: let's talk about her uh, patriarchy-busting arrow story, and oh my god,
0: or how how she ba- busts the patriarchy with her mass murders. Mm. Because she can be anyone?
1: I mean, that, that Arrow star really upset me because she hit the bullseye. Like, we, we've hit on this kind of point before when we talk about feminism and fiction that, like, you know, it somehow wouldn't have been as patriarchy busting if she hadn't hit the bullseye, you know? Like, she had to be really super good, like, better than her brothers at bows and arrows. And Ned had a slow clap. And Ned had slow I mean- clap.
2: Yeah, I get that, but like wasn't the point um that no she had like hit it fifty times or something. Yeah. So... And she had to
1: go back for the arrow every time or whatever. But, yeah. It yeah. takes
0: more than fifty tries, yeah, it's it, was yeah, one of those, <laughs> it was one of those monologues that you could tell D and D were like, Oh, this is so meaningful. She has yeah. to go back for the arrow. It's like you don't know what you're doing, do you? And then I learned from that the system was wrong, not me. Well, Boy, wouldn't that have been nice to tell Arya in season one when she was, like, upset about all of this. Like, just pointed that out in her review, but, like, this was never supposed to be this, like, oh, yeah, I'm just this bra-burning feminist that knows that this world sucks. This was a source of anxiety for her. I know
1: the thing is, they seem to have this paradigm that, like... Any criticism of patriarchy necessitates, like, a complete disdain for anyone who fits into that paradigm naturally, right? Like, Sansa is into things that are coded feminine, naturally, and she's good at them. And that's where, like, you know, how she's empowered and how she has her strength. And so Arya, for some reason, has to hate her for it.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, for sewing.
1: Yeah, like, she was so busy knitting that she couldn't watch Ned slow clap or something. Even though we're not we're not gonna talk about high women knitting, but you know
2: Unlike really. the Woman not knitting as well. I mean uh, the northern <laughs> I troops are mean, just gonna be naked. Fuck by all the, the soldiers in season. there.
1: They don't need to be warm. It's fine.
2: Yeah. Well,
0: apparently they don't. Did you see what they were wearing beyond the wall? I mean <laughs> correct. just like one it's like a parko. <laughs> They're fine. They need a Canadian mom. No, so she hates Sansa for sewing. Mm-hmm. She then sees this letter that Sansa wrote under duress, which, by the way, Kat and Rob dismissed mm-hmm. instantly, like, oh, yeah, obviously this doesn't count as anything. Yeah. And, it's, well, this is proof that and you Kat betrayed was kind And
1: Kat was kind of, like, cognizant of the fact that she raised Sansa to be on
0: Joffrey's side and everything. Well, yeah. Also, <laughs> also, this whole thing of, like, oh, bend the knee and whatever. Ned was playing along, too.
2: Yeah, like- and I... I mean, if she um, read Dog or Reddit or 4chan or something <laughs> like that, um, like the argument there is like, oh, she told Cersei about like Ned was planning to flee the city or something. But this is just like bending the knee. That doesn't, that doesn't really cause any damage. I think it's like if she hadn't done that, it, Cersei would have just sent a letter or something and forged it. I'm just like, I'm not sure this is even potentially harmful. I'm not. I don't know. Well, it like,
3: really
1: bugs me as well that they're playing this kind of like competition to see who's most traumatized and who suffered the most you yeah know, like, so that's a thing that people would do <sighs>
0: yeah and then well you could have never never survived what i survived uh what, what did Arya say like i guess we'll never know or we'll see or yeah. something like it's something fucking weird mm. but like i'm sorry okay I was a tomboy growing up with my older sister who was feminine and pretty and perfect at everything she tried that was conventionally considered good for girls to be at, and I kind of was like, oh man, this is a pain in my ass. I hate this. And, you know, I would like to think that if our entire family had then been butchered (laughs) and we both survived, like, our own traumas, when we come back together, at the least, I'd be like, okay, you're still a little annoying, but like, hey, I'm glad you're okay.
1: But, but- Kylie, your your sister likes pretty things. She's obviously terrible,
0: (laughs) but (laughs) terrible enough to threaten to kill her.
1: Yes, obviously. Arya's actions are completely reasonable.
0: Okay, can I? Okay, let's no. Let's talk about Arya's actions because then she has the letter proving Sansa betrayed their family, even though it proves jack shit. Apparently, this is going to be convincing enough to the Northern Lords. Which why not? The Northern Lords are convinced by everything. So okay, maybe this will convince the Northern Lords to. To what? Abandon Sansa and go home and weaken the Starks' claim on Winterfell?
1: Now, because they're super duper loyal to the Starks, Kylie. So if they found out that she betrayed Ned, that would just really upset them, and they wouldn't be able to follow her just on principle. Arya
0: angling for her job? Like,
1: no, because Arya is really upset that she's not supporting John enough because John is a Stark.
2: But she's wait no, because he's. (laughs) But he said like I'm not a Stark, I'm a Snow. Yeah. So he didn't even bother to legitimise himself. I mean, um, like Ilaria didn't. Ilaria didn't either. But yeah.
0: Okay, that's my favorite um, part is that Jon comes up to you, spot. He doesn't even like stop by to say hey. Yeah. He he like learned that he Arya's alive. He didn't
1: even send a letter to be like yo, uh, how's stuff going, Sansa? I'm the
0: king. I'm checking in. By the way, I'm going beyond the wall to capture a White. <laughs> and she's just gonna be like, what the fuck are you doing? You fucking. How I am I the normal you, sibling? You fucking <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, do you want to hear what the main honeypot is about all of this by the way?
1: Yeah, that they're like uh pulling one over on Littlefinger.
0: Yes, all of this, every scene that we're seeing between Arya and Sansa is an immaculate ploy to fuck with Littlefinger.
1: Uh-huh. They're just like they're just like Doran and his like Dornish master plan, right?
0: Oh no. <laughs> If 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 I may ask, what would that even, a co- like, if they just wanted to fuck with Littlefinger, why don't they just murder him? Like, Well, they're clearly, they
1: clearly <sighs> am, are going to murder him, so, like, I guess people expect it to be, like, earned in some what way. Pl-
0: but even if this ploy was a thing, which uh-huh. it's not, because their conversations are in private, like, what would this even do?
1: It would show how clever they are, and how they're out sneaky-sneaking the sneaky-sneak.
2: I mean, Sansa already has the knowledge that um Littlefinger killed Lisa and... um Well, she's been sitting on that like, for quite some time. And, like, I think the Vale is part of the Kingdom of the North or whatever now, so, <laughs> like, shouldn't she have himself. some power to remove it? Uh, remove him from as, like, Lord Protector of the Vale? I don't know.
0: Oh my god. I guess that's a possibility. Okay, and then Littlefinger tells her that Brienne is sworn to protect both Stark girls, I wonder what would happen if one of them is a crazed psychopath and threatens the other.
1: And Sansa seems to be- no, no, like, Sansa seems to think that, like, this is a threat to her? That, like, Brienne will take Arya's
0: side? Or is it a threat to Brienne that Arya will kill Brienne to get to Sansa? What? Okay. The The only sense of this I could make is that Sansa interpreted it as a threat to Brienne, and that's why she sends her away. Oh, my god,
2: I suppose, I guess. oh, yeah, I just want to say, like, my favorite thing about the scene was uh, she said the Northern Isles wouldn't trust her because she married two enemies, but I thought that was, like, supposed to empower you if you married them for revenge. So... <laughs> yes,
1: but, but Michael, the, they're, like, wind vanes.
0: No, the richest oh, yeah. part of that, the richest part is that she's bitching about having to marry two of her enemies to the guy that arranged it! <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you know what? That wasn't a good causes. <laughs> And then the scene with Brienne, and she's just, like, rude to Brienne for no reason? Like, what is happening? This meeting! This meeting! Okay, no, she got invited to see the White, uh-huh. but they haven't captured yet. Who set this meeting? Who was like, let's pick Tyrion, the date. He picked the date for how long the White mission was going to take? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's very so organized. They, he has spreadsheets. They know how long the scouting party beyond yes. the wall was going to take. Uh-huh. Was this ever discussed on screen? No. But
1: Kylie, why do they have to like spoon feed you? You know, children. you're clearly just not smart enough for this
0: show.
2: I mean, with the timeline in this episode, like it's not too unreasonable to expect it's going to be quite quick. So, yeah. but we'll it's come on true. to that later. Yeah, my
0: brother is the most ardent of show fans, mm-hmm. and the only explanation he could come up with is that Weiseroff is the size of Rhode Island with some extreme temperature fluctuations. I guess, yeah.
1: I mean I said like Honshu, but yeah, Rhode Island might be more accurate. <laughs> yeah.
2: So it's just like Cheryl's paranoia when she said um it was a continent to uh, the Iron Bank a few episodes ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And she was just really lazy in season one with how long it took her to get back to King's Landing. <laughs> the
1: of that. All right, let's okay. let's move on to the wonderfulness that is Arya's purse full of faces. The
0: bag of the bag of fucking masks. And how it turns
1: out that they're like Halloween masks oh. you
0: get from the dollar store. It's literally a messenger bag uh-huh. full of faces. No,
1: it, it, it's like, like you know, those movies where people rob banks and they wear, like, George W. Bush masks? They were those kinds of masks.
0: Okay, first of all, number one. We have seen, remember when Jack and first changed his face in season two? Yeah, so that was nothing like this. Oh, hold on, Caroline just got back, so let's, uh, we, we will have an awkward jump cut, but we want, I'm sure she's going to want to talk about the, uh, pause of, through the bag of face. Alright, hey Caroline, thank you for joining us. Hey, Caroline, how's the
3: puppy? She's okay, we, I went and got, so she ate a Twix, like half a Twix. Uh, there's not that much chocolate, so she's not really in danger, but um, because she's a foster, I wanted to make sure to call the foster people and see what they wanted us to do. So, and um, they
0: wanted you to make a barf. Yeah, yeah oh, so apparently it's, it's
3: normal It's normal to give them some hydro- a little bit of hydrogen peroxide with some peanut butter, and that upsets the tummy, and so she'll, uh, you know, get rid of that chocolate, which is, I don't know why she ate my Twix. What a bitch.
0: Well, guess what you are in time for? <laughs> oh,
3: boy. What am I in time for?
0: The, the messenger bag of faces. Yes. The Halloween mask.
3: <laughs> like, you expect yes. them to be
1: Obama, and then, like, Arya will go rub a bank.
0: Right. Uh, so, I, I just said that, like, first of all, we already saw Jack and put a mask on, and it was not a fucking Halloween mask.
3: No. It would, You know what I'm really curious about when it comes to that? Well, I wonder what those were actually made out of, because I wouldn't put it past them if it was, like some really neat technique that just didn't work, you know? Because I like, do that all the time. Where are like, we made 600 masks and it totally doesn't matter, you know? Like, I'm sure it's some kind of, like, we imported something from Siberia and it was awesome and amazing and really expensive and yet it looks like a Halloween mask. Like, I'm, I'm sure that's something that happened.
0: Like the nipples on the uh, sand snakes uh, armor. Yeah. yeah. Wait, we have Absolutely. another
3: person, don't we?
2: Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi! Hello. Hi.
0: <laughs> yes, Michael Caroline
2: Caroline Michael. Oh, <laughs> hi. I know. Yeah, I was just gonna say, so like, so in the books, um, when Nara is doing like her training, you get the sense that they're kind of actual disguises. Mm-hmm. You know, when she's trying to assume other identities. But I mean, obviously, with Jack and that was kind of magic. Yeah. Well, it and could have been magic. That, it could have been a trick. Sort of I thing. mean, I mean. I'd say there's probably sort of, like, a combination between the two. But just, mm-hmm. like, like, ripping, like, yeah. I don't know, would she, like, rip off the face after she killed him and, like, somehow preserve it and then just, like, put it on? It's just, What did I don't she know.
3: learn for skill? The same thing she learned how to sword fight. Oh, my God. I know, but I think it's just my, so bad. my favorite scene this season is still, you know, the cold open where she tears off Walter Frey's face. <laughs>
0: Oh my God. <laughs> and she had, like, grown magically while wearing it, yeah. I mean, it's well, implied she... that
1: there's some kind of, like, um, like in the books, um, she has kind of the thoughts and the memories of the person whose mask she's wearing. It's implied that the same, similar thing is going on
0: here, right? And and the process of changing her face, so is it implied?
1: Well, she says um... kind of in, in her very empowered conversation with Sansa, <laughs> right, about how, like, she she's knows like, what it's someone, like to be the person yeah. or
3: something. I mean, I mean, I think it's very,
0: very vaguely implied. Yeah. I think she was just saying she could cosplay as them, and no one would
3: question it.
2: Yeah, that's it, like well. What...
3: Yeah, if you were just feature. watching the show, how would you know about mm-hmm. the memories and stuff? So. I mean, they... oh, No, right. sorry. Oh, okay. I was just gonna ask. The face that Sansa pulls out was that anyone in particular? Was that supposed to be Walder Frey? I couldn't tell. I think
0: Walter Frey was. One uh, yeah, of I think too, it
2: though. was Walder Frey. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, Okay. I w- I was hoping Karen from Poldark would make an appearance, but. <laughs> It didn't get my wish um and then okay i got an ask that also said who is there anyone in your life who you wouldn't report to the police if you found a bag of faces Well, so there
3: are no police like sansa is the
1: police, i know but, but it's like
0: the pr- <laughs> it's it's the principle of the thing i think yeah
3: i mean my clients i guess we have confidentiality because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, c- I don't think i could i don't know Like even oh, if you think God. a crime is going to take place in the future. I mean, you're supposed to report it if you think it's going to take place in the future, but really, like, how, like, what am I, the minority report? Like, how am I supposed to know yeah. that it's definitely How going am to I handle? supposed to
0: know what she's going to do with this bag of faces?
3: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have a bag of faces. You know, life, life gets you sometimes.
0: And sometimes you threaten to skin your sister's face and kill her and assume her identity. I mean, it just happens. <laughs> like... <laughs> they didn't get along when they were 11 and, I mean, like,
1: you know... she likes to sew and she likes to wear dresses. Obviously, she's evil and she has to die. <laughs> we're smashing the patriarchy here. Um,
0: Are we sure she's not actually the waif? I'm not
1: sure. I would love
3: it so hard if she was the waif. I would. I support that 100%. That's my honeypot.
1: <laughs> okay, do we want to stay at this level of anger? No. Um, let's move on to the Ben and Dial sexual tension, then.
0: Oh... With the sexual tension now just between Tyrion and Deadpan? No, I think the sexual
1: tension is, like, between Tyrion and, like, the audience. Because we love him so much.
0: Actually, he does bring up how much he ships Johnny and Deadpan. Yeah,
1: yeah, because, like, the sexual tension is so sizzling, obviously.
0: Look, okay, let's just get this out of the way with now, because obviously there's shipping moments with them and stuff. And I was talking to you about this a Mm -hmm. little bit earlier, Julia. This is an aunt and a nephew, and obviously they don't know that in verse, but we know that out of verse, if we read HBO's flowchart. So, (laughs) um, is, why is the show presenting it so, like, earnestly and lovingly?
1: Like, I don't, like, that aspect of it just doesn't, like, it doesn't bug me in the book canon either, like, as an idea, just... I don't know, it just, it, it seems to fit in with the rules of the world and just...
2: Stop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, George R. R. Martin has written, like, some really toxic mm-hmm. relationship like Cersei and Jamie that are obviously, like, the incest is part of it. You know, but, but you there have um, brother sister Jeheri...
1: marriages in history. That
2: yeah, like Jaharia the first and good Queen Elizabeth, yeah. like they mm-hmm. were like one of the most famous marriages ever. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd like it, but I can see it something happening in the books. Like we're supposed to um ship an aunt and a nephew or something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, they
0: haven't been socialized as an aunt and a nephew. I just feel like this is a point about the relationship that's like, but why?
3: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I guess my my question is in the show, have they really shown incest to be a bad thing? Like, is is Cersei and Jaime, I was like, Carol and Larry have, like, one of the most wonderful relationships in the show. It's their totally unproblematic OTP,
0: right? Caroline, you don't choose (laughs) whom you love.
3: (laughs) Fuck fate, prophecies, it's only us, we're awesome, we're gonna make a dynasty for us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> okay if they're supposed to be portrayed in a bad light i don't know how yeah exactly i mean they keep
1: seeding exactly. that they're gonna have conflict with those two but it hasn't happened yet so
0: yeah so. And now they're making a dynasty for themselves so yeah
1: well there's the little cherry bomb
0: okay yeah. also this conversation between De- Tyrion and deadpan mm-hmm. what the fuck he, he like outright told her basically that my brother and i said we were gonna control these crazy yes. women yes
3: Oh, it was, like, that was the point in time in this scene where I, like, felt personally insulted, where I was, like, seriously? <laughs> like, you're just gonna say, like, hello, queen who rules all the things and who, like, I just stumbled into your empire, like, very recently. I promised my brother I would control you. Well, the whole, like, like t- t- the t- whole woman on top thing is just such a
1: farce at this point. Because they have these, like, yeah. che- like you know, they're two kind of cornerstones of that argument, you know, Carol and Deadpan. And they're mm. both being explicitly, at this point, controlled by men. Yeah. Like, ugh. And the only problem is that they're uncontrollable.
3: Right. They're both, like, unpredictable and moody mm-hmm. and, and, oh, gosh, these darn women and all their feelings controlling <laughs> everything. We gotta make sure that they act logically and not uh, rashly. Like, what did Tyrion say? That, that, what did she say about burning the Tarleys? That that was ir- not irrational. Impulsive? Impul- yeah, something like that. And it's like, was it though? I don't know. No. I, it didn't feel impulsive. It felt like she gave a whole speech before doing it. It Definitely felt like she, and what she was let doing. Th- them choose what they I mean, wanted. You disagree with it. Choose, you know, in a loose way. So I don't know. I didn't feel it was impulsive.
2: I don't know. Should we talk about like how we're supposed to see Danny or something? Yeah, because the way they presented her this season, it's kind of like—is um, she going down a dark path? I'm not quite sure because mm-hmm. you know, at the end of Dance of Dragons, you think you yeah, know it's quite likely, but they—I have know. I suppose think we're. But we're supposed to think like some things are bad um like burning the talis but she's ultimately a good person yeah but the point is like Tyrion has to tell her what she's doing wrong like he has to, his advice has to save her like she can't or, like almost be redeemed or, or not like acknowledge her own flaws i mean she doesn't have to i mean i prefer i mean I, i'd be okay if she went like down a dark path or something but I know it's just Tyrion making all the moral choices for her.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah the, this is the episode she made the moral choice on her own, and it's objectively a good one, right?
3: Well, it's because she did it for her man. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: oh my God. I don't. I but don't... I've never,
3: I've never really understood Tyrion's argument of like, you can't go do things like why not? She's one of the most useful people, like yeah. in a battle because of the also- dragon thing.
2: I mean, she's not wearing armor again, so...
0: <laughs> she's not wearing armor again. No, yeah. And he's really worried about her, su- her the succession and, like, what's going to happen if she dies? No, well, but, like, if
1: she was a dude, he wouldn't say that. He wouldn't say, like, you can't go into battle because you're too valuable. Like, Well, also, true.
0: like, I don't know what more control he wants to exert because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, I can't control you. Okay, you're the one who signed on to this stupid bag of white plan. <sighs> like... That you made all her decisions for her anyway, so what the fuck are you bitching about here?
2: Yeah, I'm just, just thinking like um, what you were saying about like uh, she wouldn't say this to her, uh, she man, yeah, because John went north though with like Davos, um, and like he's not even from the north, and that was it, I suppose, his protection. So anyway, <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, remember how John is
0: king of the north. <laughs> remember how davos went and then said i'm a liability i can't come with you which
3: i i, I don't know I, the whole the whole bag of white thing is it's such a great example like for future generations of what a contrived plot is <laughs> yeah that it's like we wanted we wanted get get a dragon in the north so it can die and be resurrected go Mm-hmm. And then, like that was like their first idea. They didn't edit it. They didn't like vet it in any way. That's what so, happens with like, them. Like they think they you know, yeah. think of something that they can do in the in
1: the penultimate episode that they think is cool, and then they build the entire season around it, and they don't really care
0: how. But and had, then, like the, the the white plan itself mm-hmm. to convince Cersei, like. Like this is what Jamie and Tyrion thought would convince their sister?
1: And why do you think like like we, we we were yelling about this last week, like why do they need to convince her of anything they can just ignore her?
3: She doesn't even have an army. Yeah, and I mean they spent all of these episodes wheel spitting and wheel spitting mm-hmm. and wheel spitting. They could have at least they could if they if this is what they wanted to do, they could have couched it better. They could have had something like a meeting with Cheryl where she said I don't believe you, you crazy lunatics, thinking that there's undead up there. I wouldn't believe it unless I saw it, and then I still say, don't okay, get well, why they have to convince her at
1: all. <laughs> well, now we have to have to see it. Yes, <laughs>
3: they could have at least gotten some kind of confirmation that she wanted to see it. Like I, like what do you want to bet that this? No, next well next they week's talked episode, to Larry, and
0: you know he's controlling her, so it's fine. Yeah,
3: well, I mean, what do you want to bet next week's episode? Her seeing it is going to make zero difference to the plot.
0: Oh, uh, of course, of course, it won't do anything. Yeah. She still no needs advice. to be the political bad. So like,
3: yeah, it's going to make no but, point.
0: No. No, what's funny about what you were saying, Caroline, is that if you watch the Inside the Episode interview about this episode, mm-hmm. Betty Alfred was just outright mm-hmm. admit that they have this like backwards fucking piecemeal approach to their storytelling, where they're like, "Oh, we knew they wanted we we needed them to you know end up waiting for the attack, so then we had the ice crack and and it had to rethaw." It's like,
3: what? What did they really admit?
0: Okay, to the that? whole
1: okay. Well, I. Ugh. We can talk about the ice later, because it just makes Yeah,
3: it's a lot of the ice. Okay, are we
2: done talking about Dragonstone? <laughs> well, or... wait, while we're talking white.
3: about Dragonstone, very important, Um, Daenerys's new winter outfit. Oh my god. Uh, the white fur coat of atrocities. It's uh, white
1: because she's going to the north, and she needs to be camouflaged, I guess.
3: I don't know what the thought process And she was. may have I... killed Ghost to make that go. <laughs> Oh my god, yes, that makes sense. Um, It's just so ugly. It's just so ugly. And I feel so bad because I know that there are cosplayers of the world that are going to make it. And they're going to spend all of their time and energy trying to make it perfect. And no matter what they do, it's just going to still be a horrible, ugly outfit. And it makes no sense in universe. The woman doesn't have a hat. She's going north of the wall in the winter on a dragon. And she
0: doesn't have hair. And a dragon going, like, 500 miles an hour, yeah. When
3: you fly in a plane, it tells you that
1: it's, like, on a little readout on the screen in front of you, it tells you that it's, like, minus 200 degrees Celsius outside or whatever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Minus 200 degrees Celsius. I mean, they bothered bothered to make her that, and they didn't even give her a cloak. Mm Mm-hmm. Like I would have at least if they hadn't given her a cloak in the same stupid fabric with the same stupid style. I would have at least been able to say, "Well, she has a cloak and a hood." But yeah. they wouldn't even. And a cloak would look awesome on a dragon. It'd be all flying in the wind and shit. Like that'd be neat. But, the, but why? Why do we just like get it's like they have one pattern for a dress and they yeah, just put the it same in different shape. ugly like fabrics? Same slopers for everything. Yeah, I'm like, what Ugh. are we doing? They're these are professionals. Well, they had no time, I mean. like,
1: you know. I have like... no idea what either of you are talking about. <laughs> All the dresses look the same,
3: is what we're saying. Yeah.
2: Well, it, it's that it's not an armor or a helmet, which... No. Yeah. I mean, he... But looked, she
1: might get hit they by They, like, lampshade this. They talk about how, like, one arrow could have killed her. It's like, okay, breastplate. She could
3: have borrowed it from Royce.
0: Okay, well... <laughs> on say, so- say something nice... Say something nice about it. I liked her braid. Yes, her braid. She has too much hair on her head.
3: She, I will say this every week. This woman has too much hair on her head. Nobody has that much. hair. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah. Like no blonde that has hair that thick.
0: (laughs) Well, what do you think? She got caught in a fire where all would have burned off, and she'd have short hair right now. I mean, come on. Uh... Anyway, uh, hair notwithstanding. What do you mean, hair notwithstanding? this this the scene We're still talking about fucking Dragonstone. This was only here to pad the episode, right?
1: Everything here is just to pad the episode. The episode is here to he, pad the episode. Like, yeah. here's
0: my- here. Here's my question. The logistics of the Raven and Danny flying were like baldly ridiculous. Yeah, no, like they're oh, not yeah. even worth talking why? about. They're so
1: ridiculous.
2: I mean-
0: Yeah. Why couldn't they- And I think Jess suggested this- Why couldn't they have just had Danny be like, you know what? Fuck you. I'm just gonna go off and help them. Just go! Yeah, Whatever. Then We might believe
1: that. that she actually has feelings for Johnny or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> and then instead of John telling Gendry to go run and get help from Dragonstone, he could just be like, yo, there's backups at Eastwatch. Go get them.
2: I mean, like with the timeline. I
1: have a question. Why does Gendry even exist on this show anymore? Because he's the uh, fastest no, runner. Because
2: we need memes.
1: How do they know that? And what yeah, does the what hammer? To... Like,
0: did what's they, going did on? Did they do like intensive endurance tests before they went up there and were like, oh, Gendry's the fastest Yeah, well, they,
1: they all did the CrossFit benchmark wad called Kelly and he, like, had the fastest
0: time. Oh my god, why did I mention endurance? <laughs> <laughs> Stop
1: so, enjoying it. I did so Kelly I yesterday a- and my legs are in pieces, so... Oh. Uh, on the
0: logistics, Caroline.
3: Yeah, on the logistics point. So I do, I do a fun experiment because I have, um, court every Monday and there's tons of people at my courthouse who watch Game of Thrones. So I just ask them, like, well, how did you feel about it? They all know I'm a book snob. So, and this is the first week where people independently were like, that logistics stuff was really off. <laughs> and I had one, one guy told me, he's like, so I figure that they're basically within 24 hours of the wall. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, if that's what happened on this episode, he's like, that's that's too. No, no, short. they're
1: they're like they were like two hours from the wall because not only does Gendry have to get to the wall, they have to get the Raven from mm-hmm. the wall to Dragonstone. You know, Deadpan has to change her outfit and all that shit, and then she has to come flying back.
3: So yeah, like- exactly. So these are like perfectly casual viewers who like don't even know the characters' names necessarily. That are like that guy that ran back and. The little guy, you know, like, people that, like, aren't really super engaged even, but are, like, engaged enough to watch each week. Um yeah. They were... Everyone was impressed that the dragon was resurrected. And across the board, people called out the logistics of, of mm-hmm. this thing. So even the casual viewer noticed that. That's how bad it is.
2: Yeah, and, like, um I'm pretty sure the thing about Good Queen Alice um, stopping at several villages, flying from Winterfell to Castle Black to make it in the show but did the thing about you know um castle black you know being a world apart from king's landing and uh, news often reaching them late and stuff actually make of it i mean no it's just like just send a message and it's like <sighs> twitter yeah just down the Should road be...
0: like if
1: it... <laughs> okay so like you did the you did like the rough math today like the range for how long they're on that island is between like 14 and 24 hours like twenty four hours on the well, outside.
0: Well, okay, okay, okay. So there are some redditors that were a lot more generous than I am, mm-hmm. and they said that they could have reasonably had this all happen in three to five days. No, they what? were not.
1: Uh, no, the white, not even like undead whites are that stupid that they would stand there on a clearly frozen lake for no reason for three. No, to five No, no, no,
0: no. The lake could have taken totally could have taken five days to no. reform. No. no, no,
1: yeah, I know. It would have taken like five just- hours.
0: My 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 generous. And also, guess, why
1: are the zombies afraid of the fucking water? Like they can look, just literally my, pile in until like there's a pile of them that the other ones can walk on. They're zombies; they don't care. They have no sense of self-preservation.
0: Look, so I tried to be as generous about <sighs> this as possible. The sun was setting-ish, and I it's figure to, they the get to the are rock super long, around. Right. I f- I figure like the, there's not going to be much sunlight because yeah. they're really far north. So I figure they get to the rocky thing. Maybe 4 or 5 p.m. Okay. And then it's like dusk when Gendry gets to Eastwatch, somehow finding his way, even though he doesn't- he's never even fucking seen snow before. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know the landscape. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have a hood. Well, he had a hood that fell off. And anyway, no, like, just the fact um, that they
1: couldn't see the wall from the Rock Island, and he made it there in less than, like, a week is stupid. I
0: mean, yeah. Then Sandor starts it by throwing rocks. The sun the is up, but it's not- that, yeah. the sun is up, but it's not quite as low as it was. Mm-hmm. At most- We could say it's, like, 2 p.m. the next day. So that's 22 hours being as generous as I possibly can.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think that the framing makes it pretty clear that it's the next day. If they were trying to imply that it was any more time than that, then they completely failed at
0: it. Well, do you want to hear what the director said about it?
3: Oh, God, what
0: did he say? He said that he didn't give a shit. Really? So this is director Alan Taylor. We were aware that timing was getting a little hazy. We've got Gendry running back, ravens flying a certain distance, dragons having to fly back a certain distance. In terms of the emotional experience, John and company sort of spent one dark night on the island in terms of storytelling moments. We tried to hedge it a little bit with the eternal twilight up in the north there at the wall. I think there was some effort to fudge the timeline a little bit by not declaring exactly how long we were there. I think it worked for some people. For others, it didn't. They seem to be very concerned about how fast a raven can fly, but there's this thing called plausible impossibilities, which is what you try to achieve rather than impossible plausibilities. So I think we're restraining the plausibility a little bit, but I hope the story's momentum carries over of that stuff. You know, it's cool the show is so important to so many people that it's being scrutinized so thoroughly. If the show was struggling, I'd be worried about those concerns, but the show seems to be doing pretty well, so it's okay for those people to have concerns. <sighs> wow.
1: So, they don't give a shit. Right? Like, no, these are the same, like, this is the same, like, culture of people who were obsessed with, like, the leaders per minute drip thing you know, on Breaking Bad, like this is not an, this is not an unreasonable or an unwarranted amount of scrutiny. This is like the barest minimum of scrutiny of like, you know, what you would, you would do in a child's short story. Like, I I know I say that all the time, but it's true. Like this, this is not nitpicking. This is just basic, basic stuff. And they got away with it for so long.
0: Hey, Timmy, how did the dragons get there so fast?
1: No, no, but, like, you can't really blame them because, like like I said, this is nothing unusual
0: for them. They've been pulling this shit for seasons, and they've gotten away with it. So why wouldn't they do it now? Fucking fucking Barbaro and Jessica Henwick <sighs> teleported onto the ship to stab their cousin through the face and everyone was like, oh, well, it could have happened. No, I, I mean, okay. remember um, in yeah. season
2: five when the Raven going from the Vale to... No, the Eerie, sorry, to King's Landing was up for a Carol Award because yeah. those are the simpler oh, times. Yeah. So yeah. It, it, it
1: got there in the space between seasons. No, and I mean, I'm set. just saying,
2: like... I mean, the Erebus Kings Landing in a day, okay. But now that we're at the point that, like, uh, East watched the Dragonstone in like what eight hours?
0: Yeah, but but the show's doing all right, so it's okay. I mean, it just that's just so like that's <laughs> like their
3: hubris showing, mm-hmm. you know? They're like, we're so amazing, so we don't have to worry about these little petty things. It's like, but who can like,
0: blame them for thinking Story, about? I agree because they've been doing the same shit with no mm-hmm. scrutiny. Mm-hmm. They'll get scrutiny when their women aren't on top, so then they put women on top. <laughs> then... Oh, God, this show. All right, all right. Let's all talk right. about you know polar we...
1: bears. No, you know, we haven't even talked about the conversations of significance.
2: No. The bro
1: bonding. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing much to say. Like, it just burns screen time. And this episode ran 10 minutes, and there was like 15 minutes of complete bullshit. Like,
0: at minimum. So, did you not minutes. like your gumbo? Is that what you're telling me? <gasps> I like gumbo. <laughs> I we need to make a gumbo shirt or something. (laughs) That is just such an amazing quote about this.
3: (laughs) I love it. I love it. I mean, I don't know what is there. I don't even remember. Like, okay, so John tries to give Jorah Longclaw for no apparent reason because
0: being a slaver was hard for him. And
2: then,
3: but he didn't try to. He didn't even pull whip this sword out when talking to Lyanna Mormont.
0: Nope. Like, I don't.
3: So that was basically... Know, Leanna Mormont doesn't nothing. need a sword because she's just so strong. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what and to And then Torment <laughs> Oh, that's right. Torment made, like a, like, a... Like, a sex joke to Gendry or... No, like, first, like, you think that Gendry? he was, like, coming no, on to him, joke. but then he makes, like, a
1: no-homo comment and you're just confused. I think Tormund yeah. is confused to tell you the truth.
2: <laughs> oh, wait, no, that was Gendry and the brotherhood of the Banners who were like, oh, you were so lucky to um, get sexually as well as Andre," because, Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, Gendry is like, I'm kind of upset that you, like, sold me, and then I was sexually assaulted. And they're like,
0: stop whining. Yeah. So, look, do you, do you know what this reminded me of? What? If someone went on Tumblr and said, hey, I'm really bored. I'm going to write a few coffee shop one-off they use. <laughs> Give me some prompt ideas. Yeah. And people are like, Beric and John. And then the writers are like, they both died. It's like, oh my... <laughs> What are we, like, they're not even planning anything. Mm-hmm. No one's even asking, hey, where's the army of the dead? What should we be looking for? Sander had the visions of the army walking on Eastwatch. Do they want to, like, talk to him the about mountain this? Or is he, is he like talking about synonyms for penis? Yeah,
3: yeah. they were looking for a mountain shaped like an arrowhead, unlike every other mountain in the world. You know, I there's mean, only one arrow-shaped mountain. I guess it was especially like an arrow. I mean, an arrow, an arrowhead's pointy. A mountain is pointy. I don't understand. So <laughs> How do they find it? it's,
1: like... An interesting shape? I don't
0: know. <laughs> it, it was I just, thought it um, was an
3: especially a mountain. pointy mountain,
0: to be fair. It was a... Ve- okay, it was a pointy fountain. Good. They okay. found it. But, like, there was just nothing of... Any meaning here, and then, and then, insult to injury. John fucking pulls out his Nights Watch vows to be like, "Oh, yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the shield that guards the realms of men." No, you're not. No, he's like discovering
1: that there's more than one way to fulfill those vows, Kylie.
0: Oh, that's deep. Maybe he could have thought about that when he left.
1: But he has to be the king. I mean, none of this could have happened if he wasn't. He wasn't still in the Nights Watch. Oh
0: my god! I'm gonna! I'm gonna! Okay. And it's
1: implied that he's going
0: to reproduce.
2: <laughs> yeah, I guess they couldn't have asked any, any Night's Watch people along um at Eastwatch, even though like they're supposed to be going north of the wall to do something. But I don't know, mm. twenty good men are better, I guess. But...
0: Wait, 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 who were the red shirts, actually? Were they Night's Watch were Watchmen? they, were, were uh, they... Oh, they so.
1: about Banners
2: people? I don't know. No, no, they were they were They couldn't people. have been oh, Night's nice yeah. Watch.
3: They
1: weren't
2: wearing
3: they weren't wearing wearing. Yeah, they were Torrance people, thing. I'm telling you.
0: Oh, okay. So I felt bad for the one red shirt with the beard. He was cute.
3: <laughs> they were wearing hoods. They had
0: a Canadian mom. Yeah. And
3: and then the bear uh, attacked. Such a surprise. Well,
0: I think, you know, I think my favorite part actually about the red shirts is that they weren't even acknowledged in verse. Like, they're just bodies. No one even talked to them at any point. They're just there. Yeah.
1: No one was like, watch out, Dave! <laughs> or anything
0: like that. What, what if, like, <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what if while Gentry was talking about being sexually assaulted, one of them was like, "I don't know, that sounds bad to me." <laughs> like, react to something. Come on, you're like at least in like make a face. Together. I don't know. <laughs> <How> <laughs> and then the bear attacks. There? Yes. How many red so, were So three. I don't know. Three, four. Yeah. So, so fun fact: D and D have been pushing for a white bear for years. Okay. I mean, it was priorities.
1: I
2: mean, yeah, the CGI is pretty good. but... Yeah.
0: It was, but is, yeah, like, no. like, is why is this their focus? <laughs> because they're D&D. Because, because their priorities are all over the place. Now, I'm confused why Th- um, <clears throat> Thoris is the one who got mauled, yeah. because I would have thought it was more thematically significant for Torment to get mauled by a bear.
1: What are you talking about? What is this the significance? <sighs> yeah, I cats? Yeah Well, know. it would have
0: been a meme. It, I mean, this wouldn't have been significant, but it would have been, like, a meme, because remember, he's... he talked about fucking a bear. Do you get it? Yeah. And then a bear fuck... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you see?
1: Oh, puppy. I know. Hold on. Oh. Let, me,
3: let me put the blanket over her, crate.
1: No, there's no reason to take this out, Kylie. It's a puppy.
0: He's a puppy.
3: She had a rough night. She ate my Twix. <laughs> There's not a very much actual chocolate in those. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what the the, the Foster cookie, people said. It's the cookie said, crunch, I. though. It's the cookie crunch. Yeah,
3: yeah she uh, the the Foster lady um, said it's like if she doesn't uh, you know regurgitate it, it's okay because it, it really isn't that much chocolate. But we just tried anyway. I don't I don't know if it was successful. Are
0: uh, are all our Easter eggs going to be about your dogs? That's the question. <laughs> I'm okay with that.
3: <laughs> Is no. it? I mean, that could be a new life goal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> ah.
0: What were we saying, polar bears? Yeah,
3: and the <laughs> ding ding. What do you mean? Ding
1: yeah, wait, wait what
0: does that sing- mean? Have D- you seen <laughs> space
3: balls? Oh, a long time ago.
0: <laughs> oh my god, there's the part where all the Jawas are walking over the hill and they're just going ding 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 ding, ding And they're walking in single file. And that's exactly what the whites were fucking doing. <laughs> no, it's
1: so funny so okay, so remember when the White Walkers were these like super mysterious
0: like, terrifying yeah. figures. Yeah. Like the one that attacked Gilly and Sam. Yeah. That's my uh, mm-hmm. terrifying scene. And, and yep.
1: now they're, like, leading these, like, dig dig squads, just kind of, like, <laughs> trapsing <laughs> around the north <laughs> to just kind of I... hanging out. Oh.
3: Uh, yeah, and I think. Ding, ding, ding. And they're just these dudes who are slightly blue. Exactly. I think the problem with it is, you know, one of the great things about um the White Walkers and the whole, like, the Great Other and everything mm-hmm. in the books is that it is so mysterious, yeah. you know, that yeah. we didn't see Hardhome, that all we get is the letter back from it, and that yeah. there's sort of this feeling that the White Walkers are always watching you, you just can't see them. Yeah, no, like, and, like, like torment, that's, like, real torment,
1: his description of, like, you know, like, life basically at this point uh, north of the yeah. Wall, it's just, like, you know, every night a few people die, and they they kind of, like, know that they're always there, they never see them, but, like, people just keep disappearing. And like they're kind of like gnawing it's, at the And edges it's of, awesome. Of their like, of their tribe, <laughs> of their group. And yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's, it, it, it it's also, awesome. like, it's like a great. personification of death itself, you know? It's like always there.
3: Mm-hmm. And you
1: can't escape it, but you
0: can't see right. it necessarily. And so
3: they've totally well, obliterated that in this show. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So now it's like there's the, the, control droid and then the you know regular droids behind them and you cut down the control droid and they all fall try
3: spinning
1: that's and a good wow, trick that,
0: that one that one white i guess was lost because he didn't fall
3: and- <laughs> wait wait i read a honey pod for this i read a honey pod for this uh-huh. and for every for every white walker with a group of little following whites he includes one that he did not raise, because then if he gets killed and they all die, then the one left can warn everyone else. Because so I'm not... Like, uh. like, no, like, when did they start making these stupid sounds? Like, when did that happen?
0: Uh, like, remember that little Hartman. girl in
1: the pilot? The, the, the dead girl mm. in the pilot with the blue eyes? Yeah, she
0: didn't make that sound, yeah. Like, that mm. was fucking terrifying. I, I think it was... I think it was hard... Oh, no, no, no. You know what it was? It was um, Jojen corpse. Uh, At the end of season yeah, four, yeah, that's, that's, that's when, when the started. Jason and the Argonauts really started.
1: Oh
2: yeah.
0: Oh my god. Oh
2: my god, <sighs> that was so bad.
0: But um, yeah, no, the okay. So my question is: Do the White Walkers like view their little raised dead as like their children? Like, if one of them dies, are they like, oh no, my son? Cause they're, you know, raising these whites themselves. Are they protective of their own whites? No, they can't, like, cause,
1: um, remember at Hard Home? Like, that's like another thing that I'm, bis- like, like these, these zombies are just, like, so expendable, they can just literally throw them at things, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, they, like, remember how they just,
3: like, all jumped off of that cliff? Mm hmm. I mean, I don't think we have any indication that they care for the army of the dead they just control the army of the dead
2: well considering Cross uh, had some like weird cult thing with the white walkers and like he was just gave up his sons like no deal like i tend to think not but anyway
3: hmm. oh that's a good point i have i have some questions about the way this whole thing works Okay, so some. I have, okay, I have a lot of questions about the way this whole thing works. So, how do bodies become whites? Magic. Do you does that just happen because you die north? Of yeah, the wall, that seems. Or so. does it have to
0: oh, be? No, I okay. mean the
1: question. The question know, in the that, books that? is how long that has been going on. Because the the free folk are very concerned with always cremating bodies as soon as possible. Have they always had that concern? Has this always been a thing?
0: Right, like, something seems to have woken up. Or um, has
1: something, yeah, or is this, like, recent in the past, like, you know, 20, 50, right. whatever well, but, years.
0: Well, but, just within the show universe. Well, you know, Caroline, because the implication is now that a white walker has to come by yeah. and raise them. Yeah. like, But not necessarily touch. Remember
1: at Hard Home when the the shogun just kind of lifted his arms in the Gawaii Shrug thing and they all rose? Right. <laughs> yeah. But, like, with, with, like, the dragon, he had to touch the dragon.
2: I mean, considering how um, quickly the small folk family in like the first episode of the season became skeletons like maybe they just decay that quickly or something I don't know
3: so like because we know from season one that you can just become a white just by being dead in the north, because they mm-hmm. they bring those two, like what's it, the Rangers or whoever comes back, and they yeah. they have the bodies, and then they're the ones that reanimate. And yeah, but it, clearly and they were killed things. by the others as well. So, like you have. So was be... it like a time? Is it a time release reanimation? Mm-hmm. Is this like the door no, time like, release? In what, the it? books, at least,
1: any kind of dying north of the wall seems to make you susceptible because, like Tormund's son died from the cold, right? And he was he roses away.
3: Yeah. I mean, I think that's how it's supposed to work. Right? it's just yeah. like the magic is generally present north of the wall, and the wall yeah. itself is like well, because the the wall is like passing. a barrier to the magic, right? Right. The only reason but it's not the show West is because of the wall. Right, but the show is indicating that it's like this thing where they have to be actively raised, which I just don't think
0: is accurate. Sometimes it seems, it's but not always. <laughs> and, well, you you know what is not ever going to be answered in the show? Any of these questions? Any <laughs> of this? Any of this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: The reason I'm asking is that I I want to know what you guys think. Is the dragon a White Walker dragon or is it a white dragon?
1: Oh my god, I forgot about that.
0: I think it's a white.
1: I think it's a white. I I think Caroline might have a point. I think it might be Craster's baby.
0: No, cause, no, cause I think it needs to be a Craster baby. A Craster
1: baby specifically, or a human?
0: Like a human, a living. I think it needs to be living to become a White Walker.
1: Okay. I'm not sure if the writers of the show have put this much thought into it. Is my mm-hmm. concern.
0: If, if I may ask you a question, what is the difference at this point? What Viserion is because the whites. Now seem to be able to be a little bit smart, mm. like the one dude who figured out what the rocks meant. Yeah. On well, its own. I think
3: it matters because my 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 follow up question is: What is Viserion now going to be able to do? Will he still be able to breathe fire? Is he going to? A lot of people think he's going to breathe fire. Yeah,
2: because we um, hear about like the ice dragons in the of Ice and Fire. Like maybe that's like the category of undead dragons. I don't know.
3: Maybe because if he's just an undead dragon, then he shouldn't breathe ice. That doesn't make any sense. Well, he but can't if he's not Right, but if he's a white walker dragon... Oh, you
0: know oh, I mean? oh, so then he could do the Azula flames, That's what you're saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like cold flames, flames that burn... Yeah, that was, waters. like,
0: all I was thinking about, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah
3: so it's, like, uh, that. that's what I'm wondering, and, and I talked to a few people about it today, and people are of very different opinions, because both the white walkers and the whites have those blue eyes. Mm-hmm. So... So some people were like, he's gotta be a white because of his blue eyes, nice. and other people were like, he's gotta be a white walker because of his blue eyes, and like, well, this fucking Oh, uh, speaking stuff, of blue
0: it. eyes, remember, remember when the polar bear first charges, and Gendry's just like, oh, its eyes are blue! You can't <laughs> see shit? How do you see that far? He has keen eyes, <laughs> he's an elf. He has keen eyes, and he's the fastest runner, but only without his hammer. He's an elf! Uh, um, Yeah, okay, so they bag the white, then they... The White Scream summoned the entire army of the dead, right? So
3: stupid. Yeah.
0: So So then they- uh, Remind me how they knew to run to the island with the cracking ice?
3: I think they're just, like, running. I don't think- Yeah, that's a a great question. So they're like, Gendry, you run back. But we, the rest of the group, with the thing we came to capture,
0: are going to run in the opposite direction.
3: Well, because they knew that they are going to get rescued by a Pad
1: within
0: 24 hours. But why were they not all running together in the same direction? I don't know. Like, maybe Gedry would reach the destination first because he's so speedy, but.
3: <sighs> it was. This is part of the. Like, this whole episode was so contrived. It's mm. amazing kind of thing. Like.
1: You want to talk about contrived? Was, why the fuck didn't John get on the back of that dragon right away?
2: I mean, not everyone can ride a dragon, I guess, and. I don't know.
3: It, it was. Only it a was king very... can fight the mob. I don't know. It didn't. That I mean, I don't know if you guys want to jump jump ahead to that. or uh, I, I don't know if we're going to get to that later. We can jump ahead.
0: We don't. I mean, I don't know. Do you want to talk about dramatic rock throwing? Like. <laughs> oh,
1: man. That was so. Or Soros. I'm, sorry, I'm I'm Rip so confused Soros. about the rules. Okay. So the ice cracks and there is a moat of cold water around the rock and the whites are in that. Oh, no, we can't
0: cross this. Remember. Which takes at least 22 hours to reform. Yeah.
1: Remember when um, the others walked through the flames and that made the flames die? Like, yeah. they don't have any kind yeah, of like... effect on water to make it freeze? Yeah. Or anything like Ooh, that?
3: Ooh, right. But but
1: that's a moot point as well because you have this horde of mindless zombies who ran off of a cliff on Hardhome to make a softer surface for the other ones to land on. I'm glad you
0: brought. I'm glad you brought up Hardhome because remember they escaped by boat Mm -hmm. and the Shogun just stares at them at the end of the dock shrugging. So they can't swim.
1: I don't understand why they can't swim. Why would they be afraid of cold water? Then later during the battle, they're coming out on the ice. Yeah. And, but, like, the White Walkers, the ones who are clearly intelligent and can plan and reason, they're just standing there staring, too.
3: I mean, they don't notice when the ice forms and are like, go, go, dudes? Well, there's another question even before that is, why would this ice break in the first place? I mean, we're talking about what must be, unless they're literally on the ocean, what must be a frozen lake of some Mm -hmm. sort in the north in the winter. This yeah. ice should be nowhere near breaking. I mean, well, ice gets thick enough out here in Jersey that you can walk yeah. on it and it won't break. Talk, I mean, I, we're, we're not north of the friggin' wall over here. Like, come on. This ice would be way too thick for it to break because people walked on it.
1: I don't know. Maybe it's, like, uh, one of those, like, hot springs or something. I mean. That refroze in 22 hours? Maybe that's why it didn't refreeze because it was a hot spring in, like, Yellowstone whatever. <laughs> Okay. I mean, it's so cold that it eventually freezes.
2: Yeah. And then, like the white, independently realizing that um, he can walk over, even though like they're not really the smartest guys in the world. I don't know. Just no, they're not. Yeah, it's they're not mindless. Like they're not as I know.
1: Smart, it's that they literally don't have yeah. any will?
0: Well, he had a mission to go. I'm saying he could have been she because it was just a skeleton. My question is: out of all the whites to drag their ass across the ice first, why pick the one that looks the most obviously terrible? Like, with the big oversized boots <laughs> and the, like, <laughs> billy club or whatever the fuck it was? Oh, were we supposed know. to be, like,
3: really moved when Thoros died? What does this character mean to us? <laughs> I don't know. I guess I was just supposed to stop the his capacity. I mean, it was meant to just stop his capacity to resurrect Beric or John. What does Beric mean to him. us? I don't
1: understand why these characters
3: are back at all.
0: I actually thought it was so they could say the line, we have to burn him. Because it's significant, because, like, uh... that's a grim, serious line. dude. I don't know. Oh, no. I'm trying here. Okay, let's oh, talk no. about, let's talk about okay, Viserion yeah. dying then. The javelin.
2: Oh, yeah, um, the Night's King goes...
1: I mean, between the Night's King and Gentry, they have, like, a decathlon... And, like,
2: how he goes for the one that's in the air <laughs> and not the one that's on the ground and has people on it, but okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> True. Maybe he was just showboating. Well, maybe I mean, he's, he's just like, like I want
1: that
2: one because on. we'll on, right, the
3: prettiest.
0: <laughs> he just it was the coolest to be
3: undone. He rolled a natural twenty and just got like a perfect critical hit. Like it was insane. How yeah, well, I, that
0: was. it's it's actually yeah, it's it's funny that you're talking about like the rolling too because all I could think of was uh, of oh yeah, at the end of the episode, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And like yeah. that's King being uh, Arthur yeah. or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah,
3: the chains too. <laughs> I, I mean, I, okay, I have I have further questions about Viserion's death because for those who don't know, Viserion oh, go on. Viserion is my favorite of the dragons, and that's okay. Because and
0: Rhaegar's my favorite. He just disappeared in the middle. Yeah, of the yeah he was like that's Peace, weird.
3: Peace, motherfuckers. I'm out. <laughs> he's gone.
1: Fuck
0: this uh, shit. No, I'm out.
3: I love Viserion because in the books, um, he's described as being sort of like pearlescent and having like lots of different colors and is really really pretty. Didn't dragon. you kill Quentin though? I mean, we all have make mistakes. Um, but he was really, really pretty. And that's why I liked him because of his colors In the show, he's like a gray chicken. So it's like, whatever, he looks exactly like everyone else. Mm -hmm. But, um, so he, he dies and I'm confused because dragons are fire made flesh, right? We're told that in the show, as well as in the books, and he's, and we know dragon fire kills whites and I'm assuming dragon fire would kill a white Walker because fire. Were we shown that? we
0: were we've only been shown valerian steel killing uh white walkers but then the rules keep changing mm-hmm. cuz remember only only fire had killed a white in season 1 but now any old fucking weapon will yeah. kill a white right
3: but like in terms of fire so i uh, you know valerian steel is related is also called dragon steel right so it's mm-hmm. like related to
0: Valerians well, and it's dragon heavily implied that, that you can only of...
1: forge Valyrian steel with dragonfire,
0: right? So it's it like... would make sense if dragonfire affected White Walkers, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Because all this like dragon-related shit
3: is, and uh, yeah, I mean, Edip like City the dragon White, dragon White Walker thing, ass. like as a dichotomy, is clearly
1: being built up, so. right?
3: So nope. if dragonfire can kill, you know, the like the Northern magic type stuff, then. And it's, like, fire made flesh, and, like, fire beats ice, I guess. Then why did the Ice Lance also kill the dragon? Like, is it just equal? Do they just equally kill each
1: other? I suppose, I mean, I suppose if, like, fire is the white's of the other's weakness, then ice would be the And this
2: is, um, clearly magic, because, like, the spear didn't even hit him in the eye, which is, like, the only known way to kill a dragon, Mm. so, like...
0: But yeah, I'm, I'm fine, fine it, with it, it being magic
1: as long as it's consistent. You know, as long as there's a system.
0: I think it. I think it's like a rock paper scissors yeah. thing. But I mean, that's fine things. in
1: principle.
3: <laughs> but there's only two things. It would be, it's okay if it's rock paper scissors. You know, <laughs> you can have you know grass water and fire. But
0: okay, I'm just it, quoting Adventure Time. Oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying to figure this out all day. Like I would be. Uh, that would be okay. But it's like, it doesn't make sense that they're both. Powerful against and weak to the exact same. Like you can't. Mm. It doesn't. It's an oxymoron. It doesn't make any sense. It's like I like I'm strong against ice and also weak to ice.
0: What? And then you and then you res the dragon that breathes fire still. Yeah, after or your uh, blacksmith whites make you a chain.
3: Yeah, they got a really nice chain up there, real quick.
0: <laughs> it's a yeah. very thick chain. It's in very and the good non-swimming, condition. the non-swimming whites managed to wrap it around Viserians. <laughs> Submerged in water.
1: I mean, like, the extent to which they don't give a fuck is, like, 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 we draw maps of, like, cities and castles for our stupid fanfic so we can make sure that, like, when a character walks from one side of the castle to the other, it'll make sense, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, that's the effort we put into our stupid fanfic. And it's not an unreasonable or above and beyond level of effort. That's the kind of effort that writers put into stories.
3: That's the kind of effort that George R. R. Martin put into Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. And even you know? like like
1: George R. R. Martin like downplays that kind of stuff. He's just like, Oh, you know, sometimes I just fudge the distance and the story's more important. But it's clear that he puts effort and thought into it. Like he doesn't yeah, he doesn't like, you know, say, Oh, fuck it. Like if he makes a mistake or if he can't make something work, then like, you know, he's willing to deal with it. But like it's not a lack of care. This is clearly right. a lack of care.
3: And it's also, I think, part of being creative because, mm-hmm. you know, if you're writing something you you're and you're building a universe so you're writing fantasy or science fiction or something like that you know you're working within the confines of the universe you've built and at a certain point in time that's going to limit you but yeah. that's okay because you're the creative person and you're supposed to be able to use your creativity but like the thing about SF is it. like you're the one who built the world Right? Right.
1: And you're the one who has to make it make sense. And these are the details you have to think about, even if, like, you know, you never talk about explicitly, like, you know, how many Mm -hmm. blacksmiths there are in Winterfell. That's something you have to know at some point, so you can, like, so certain things just can work. Yeah.
2: Right, Right, exactly. should we talk about, like, if the um, death thing is, like, going to happen in the books, or, like, is it checklist effect or something? Because... At
1: this Mm -hmm. point, the checklist effect is, like, an exercise in futility.
2: I mean... I mean, well, what I think is, I mean, like there hasn't been the dragon horn in the show. And the whole thing about that in the books is like, mm-hmm. you know, you don't introduce the Horn of Winter and the wall if it's not going to fall uh, through that. And so you probably don't introduce the dragon horn unless like that's going to take over a dragon at some point. So like, <sighs> I don't know. I... Yeah. So maybe... yeah.
3: I don't know because George R. R. Martin's very um, like, Counter to fate, I guess. Like a lot of things, like you expect. Like especially if if you like upon a reread. Like I'm just wrapping up my my reread of the books. Like a lot of stuff from the beginning, like characters think like, oh, I'm gonna do this thing, and then it never comes to fruition because life is just like that. So I wouldn't I wouldn't put it past him to introduce one of those horns and then have it be, you know, for another purpose besides it being used and functioning. Like I could see the dragon horn being something that. Um, helps to characterise Victorion.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, or even characterise
3: Danny.
1: But I'm sorry, but, but the, clearly the dragon horn is the broken horn that Sam has. and not.
0: Like, oh,
1: no, I mean, I know that he likes to kill all the tropes, but like, at some point, tropes exist for a reason. And clearly, the dragon horn is the broken know, horn that Sam has. I know, I thought that was the Horn of Winter,
2: but that might be the same horn as so I... I don't know. But, um... What was I going to say about that? So... The uh, that, uh, thing, yeah, because you think you think Victorian yeah, might the, get, uh, like because, like, the common theory apparently is that urine will do it, um, like, or Viserion, mm-hmm. and then urine will I get controls people, on heart, and like, because that's really odd. Because this season they're like, oh, urine's worse than Ramsey and stuff. Um, I don't know if I buy into like all the magical stuff, I mean, but the ugh, spoilers for. To the Winds Winter, I guess, but the Aaron uh, 1 chapter kind of confirmed a lot more stuff. But, um, yes, yeah, so introduce Euron and then just like have him wreck uh, Danny's Westerosi forces and then just like go off screen after it was like implied he captured, recaptured Castle Rock or something and then not have the magical mm. stuff. It just seems odd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing
1: is that they're making
2: shit up at
1: this point. Yeah. Mm hmm. And like, in terms of the checklist effects, like, I I think that when we finally read The Winds of Winter, there will be multiple moments yep. where we're like, yep. Yep. Oh. oh, I mean, like, like I just think for. about the dorm plot of the show yes. and oh think God. about just like, if you saw that first and then you were reading A Winds of Winter or you were reading uh, uh, A Feast for Crows, like there would be multiple moments where you're just like, oh, right, that's where they got that. But that doesn't mean it makes any sense or they have anything to do with each other.
0: No, Joya, the, the Picel yes. getting stabbed mm-hmm. scene with Kyber. Yeah. That's my favorite example of that effect. Yeah. yeah. Because
1: I mean that's you, not the checklist you, effect. It's something else.
0: <laughs> and then you'll like read mm-hmm. this Kevin chapter and be like, oh
1: what? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. I like, guess Pysel is dying and kids are stabbing him. So so yeah,
0: Michael, to that point, <laughs> yeah. I could like totally see a situation in the book where like you maybe Euron controls Vesarian and that fucks things up. Somehow, maybe there'll be an I ice know. dragon. Maybe he accidentally melts maybe, the fucking wall Maybe he's an Maybe Daenerys and John <sighs>
1: have sex on a boat even, but just like. I don't
2: know, are we gonna discuss the boat yeah. thing?
1: Like the only thing that will be there is the fact that they have sex on a boat, like nothing else will be even remotely I mean, similar.
2: Maybe the boat, I mean maybe the boat thing is actually an adaptation of the uh, fat pink uh, mask thing in The Visa Crows. Oh. God.
1: <laughs> and you know, you might be right. Like at this point, you might be
0: right. Yeah. <laughs> No, so so look, we are running long here, so let's talk about that boat scene and then I'll okay. read spoilers for next week. What about, what about Uncle, Uncle Benjamin? <sighs> That's my Uncle Benjamin. Thank you, Uncle Benjamin.
1: <laughs> I mean, was that supposed to be like significant and moving? The fact that Benjamin died double. Where did he come from? I don't know. He has his he like go? spinny his
3: his spinny like incense burner of death. And he okay, is the only one who have, remembers
1: that fire kills whites.
3: Yeah, I have a complaint. Two people can easily ride a horse. Like Not as fast, especially though. I it really wouldn't, I don't think it that. would I I don't think it would slow down the horse that much and like to, like enough that he's going
0: to like let himself be killed. He needed a moment. Well, isn't he already dead? He's like half dead. He
3: killed again? I don't know, it's it it was it was just as useful as Hodor holding the door, you know, it's like that was sweet, but like in reality, it didn't I mean he didn't distract the entire army of the dead? He distracted a small pocket of the army of the dead. Like who cares?
0: Yeah, there's there's, there's nothing to say about that. No, really they just not. needed John. Like what was even okay? My question was why even have John almost die and then not die? Like that didn't no, do it, anything. Like, Why
3: didn't he get on that fucking dragon? Oh my god, I don't know. There's no like, like, a, like again, so it- like
1: he could be stripped naked and Denny could see his awesome abs and stab wounds. I, I, don't I don't understand know. why if... he like like I don't understand physiologically how he's operating with those like does he have a working circulatory system? I want to know. One
3: of his stab wounds is like curved, and that's not how stab wounds work. I don't know how stab I mean, wounds like, work. Like that's that's just not when you stab somebody magic, it goes straight magic, in. Magic. You know I'm like they would have like I don't know unless they sliced him. I
1: don't know how. Well, maybe they had like a scimitar. <laughs> they're, they're like Dornish.
0: Okay, can we talk about Deadpan having more reaction to his abs than to? Jusara? She kind of
1: reacted to the series, Like she kind of had like.
3: Not
0: really. Yeah. Like a and her Amelia Clarke way. Yeah,
3: <laughs> I mean yeah, there wasn't really enough, and there wasn't a, a good explanation for why she couldn't just turn Drogo around and fire, you know, like Drakkar some of that shit up. Like there was a lot of like sitting and staring, and there why was so much sitting dragon. and staring. And the guy's, like, slowly getting his second javelin out and, like, showing her the shiny javelin he has. And she's, like, you know, it's, like, you can burn him. Like, you're on a dragon. So burn him.
1: And how contrived is it that she brought all three dragons this time? (laughs) Why did, like... So the question either is why didn't she bring all three of them to the loot train attack or why did she bring all three of them now? Which,
0: like... Because John is that important, because she wants to bone him. Also, that was, like, a really good call last night during the live blog. When it was like, oh, hey, uh, Michael, that was you, wasn't it? Where you, you were saying, like, they're on the boat, and she's just like, by the way, I'm in <laughs> I'm on practice, birth control. Nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> I took the pill this month. Like, that's exactly what that sounded like.
1: <laughs> and it was more just, like, um... Like she was just like before we embark on this serious relationship, you should know I can't have kids, right? That was what it was supposed well, to be. She... I think. I mean, like they clearly implied that Jon is Cersei going to be reproducing it in this episode, where when Jorah was all like, "Oh, the sword is yours for you and your children."
3: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. What was with uh John calling her Danny? How did, How he, did know he know that was, was he... a thing? Is he on the
1: Westeros work words? <laughs> Well, like Daenerys in the books, for, like in her kind of internal monologue thing, like in the, th- the third person close narration, calls her Danny, like as a matter of course. So that's kind of like her self identity almost, right?
3: But yeah, the last person to call her that was Viserys, which she said. Maybe Jorah told him. Maybe maybe Jorah was like, "Call her Danny. She'll love it." He's never called her Danny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I would buy that. Maybe they read a wedding in Sunspear. Maybe. <laughs> um. So, boat sex, boat sex, boat sex. What
1: happened to that whole idea of D&D adapt a wedding in Sunsphere?
0: <laughs> oh my god, I will do that, I promise. <laughs> and if anyone doesn't know what we're talking about, it's joyous fanfic. <laughs> so, I think we've picked this episode clean, even though we could rant for another hour about how bad it is. However, we're gonna have to get out of your hair, so here are spoilers for episode 7 of season 7. The finale. Seven. Still unnamed. The finale. It is still unnamed. John and his allies bring the. Ca- oh, I'm sorry if you don't like spoilers. Too much. <clears throat> John and his allies bring the captured white to a big parlay with Cersei and her allies at the Dragon Pit in King's Landing. The Hound chops the white in half, but the white still tries to attack. They demonstrate it can only be killed by fire or dragon glass. Oh
1: what? Or Spaw, or every what? other weapon that you were using against. Let's, yeah, let's let's save that for next week. God.
0: Cersei promises to send Lannister soldiers to the north to help against the White Walkers. After the meeting, Euron leaves with his f- fleet and Tyrion has a private chat with Cersei. John and Daenerys return to Dragonstone. <laughs> boat sex, boat sex, boat sex. <laughs> I'm so, I'm, psyched. I'm so yeah, right, Theon has a fight with an Ironborn at the beach of Dragonstone. Oh, Theon exists, I forgot. Fuck. Cersei reveals to Jaime she will not fulfill her promise to support the fight against the White Walkers. She wants to let the White Walkers ground down her enemies. Jaime is disgusted and leaves to go towards the north.
3: Now he's
1: disgusted at this point. (laughs) I mean, he's like the audience of Game of Thrones. Okay, keep going.
0: (laughs) Cersei awakens in a blood soak- in a bed soaked with blood. Oh, of course. Uh... Well, that plot point was necessary.
1: It's because she betrayed Jaime, you know? It's her
0: comeuppance. Do they, like, understand that Miscarriages can be, like, really difficult for women to watch on TV. Like, why would they just throw this in so flippantly? It did literally nothing.
3: I mean, it's like you think they care about their audience or the things they might trigger. And how they handle that (laughs) that afterwards.
0: No. Sansa sentences Littlefinger to death. He is executed by Arya. Maybe with the dagger?
3: Dun dun dun.
1: Oh. Well, there's 80 minutes to work with, so who knows?
0: Jon's true parentage gets revealed by Bran and Sam. A flashback to the marriage, yep, between Rhaegar and Lyanna, yep. Oh, wow. Uh, Jon and Daenerys leave by fleet towards the north on the boat. They have sex for the first time! Boat sex, boat sex, boat sex. And the last scene, the Night's King attacks the wall, <laughs> riding under it on an undead Viserion who breathes blue fire, mm. like Azula, and a chunk of the wall falls down. So, Michael, that was you who did the, like, MS Paint drawings of these spoilers. And they've literally yeah. all come true. Wow.
1: Well. Yeah. Now the Reddit leak was 100%. I
0: can't believe it.
1: No, it was 100%. Oh, guys.
0: It's, like, more reliable than Steve Bannon's leaks. I am living for boat sex Mm. right now. You have no idea. So
1: when do you think the episode will be leaked? Tomorrow or Wednesday?
0: Well, hackers have threatened... This was on The Hill. You know, the political site. Uh Hackers threatened to release it.
1: (laughs) If what? Yeah, sure. If Trump doesn't
3: resign? (laughs) What?
0: Oh, my God.
3: So... I I have one question before we, before we break. So, what uh, do you guys think was like the, the big thing that they built the whole season around? Was it what we saw in this last episode, or was it boat sex? Boat sex.
0: Boat sex Bo- boat yeah, it was probably boat, boat sex. sex. Boat sex. Okay. No, I think it uh, it could be undead Dragon. Mm.
1: Yeah. Season one references are this year's uh, Lord of the Rings, but yeah, yeah.
0: By the way, never fear, I'm gonna I'm gonna um link Michael's wonderful drawings, <laughs> yes. which are pinned to his Twitter. But it was a. Uh, Yeah, it was Cersei saying that she's pregnant. But sex as the the ice is coming down. I think you had uh, Elaria there, right?
1: (laughs) That was a giant beer fart.
0: Yeah, and then Elia during the uh, marriage.
3: Oh, man.
0: (laughs) I can't wait to see those. This has been great. I'm hyped. So, look, if you guys liked what we had to say, and you think that we might have interesting things to say next week, too, you should give us rating and a review Mm -hmm. on whatever thing you listen to our app, our our podcast through, like, you know, podcast apps or iTunes. That's helpful, so then we can get discovered. You can also tell your new Friends who have just realized the show is bad about this <laughs> podcast and be like, I know, I've been listening to this for a while. It'll be great. They'll be like, wow. And then you could get them some passionate. merch for their birthday. Yeah, some salt shaker mm-hmm. merch or, or, ooh, get them a shirt that says what dramatic satisfaction is, like rehash chicken jokes, although they probably like the chicken jokes. Uh, and you could do that at com. And then other than that, I suppose we will be back next week to talk about the rousing conclusion. And I know we're going to do the Carol Awards yeah. at some point, probably on this mm-hmm. feed, too, for season seven. Um, And we'll just have to figure out what format that's going to be in. But yep, lots of things to look forward to. Lots of unabashed book snobbery. And then we can get back to talking about a song of Ice and Fire in the off season. Very long off season. Thank the gods. Oh yeah, it's
1: gonna be so long and awesome.
0: Alright. So thank you for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Then we came to season six where we were shown flaccid warty dicks, but still the writers failed to fix the demeaning way they script their checks. The show is still a profess, and it somehow endorses incest, but we can't get away. Mentioned on TV every day, season seven thus far the praise is downright bizarre. Since the scripts can't clear the low bar of knowing where characters are, still it gets filleted. Viewers on a hook that's baited. Since the show sucks, Game of Thrones sucks. Game of Thrones sucks. Game of Thrones sucks, throne, sucks. Game of Thrones. Oh, it really sucks. Wait, nope,
2: nope, oh. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> I mean that's that's the good theme song, but nope. <laughs> uh,
2: do, 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 do.